Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for a spiritual conversation and enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Now, in this time of change and of powerful transformation, you may be wondering whether or not you are on the right path. The key question to ask yourself is, is what I'm doing coming from a place of fear or a place of love? Author and speaker Elena Chapman is my guest today, and she's here to share how we can tune into our own internal guidance system, not give our power away, and take our most courageous steps yet with confidence, conviction, and clarity. Are you ready to meet her? Elena Chapman is an author, speaker, coach, and entrepreneur. She works with clients around the world to identify what they really want to achieve in life. Elena is a two-time international best-selling author. Her newest release is The Prison Effect. And she has more than 30 years of deep study with Bob Proctor and Dr. Wayne Dyer. Elena is also the creator of the Facebook online community, Savvy Sisterhood, uniting conscious women and progressive men from around the world. In her journey, she's developed a strong understanding of why people stay stuck in lives they do not want to live. You can find out more about Elena and her work at elenachapmanlife.com. Elena, welcome to Out of the Fog. Oh, thank you. So much. I am so happy to be here. Oh, good. I'm glad you're here. Your book, your new book is The Prison Effect. And the book yeah. is dedicated to the silent voices wanting more. Can you say yeah. more about that? Yeah. The silent voices are inside you. And they are the voices of the soul or your energy, whatever you like to, to call it. But these silent voices are always trying to talk to you. Through intuition, through your imagination, through what you feel in your body, through the signs that you see in your life, so often we are so caught up in the fear that we do not even recognize the signs that we see. We're not tapped in. And when we ignore those silent voices, it, it, it builds up. It has an effect on our life, right? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Well, because it's trying to reach you. That's why we constantly find ourselves, you know, that, that fear builds into worry. Worry that builds into anxiety. So why do we have one in four people on medicine to try and calm the anxiety? Because they are not listening. They feel that tightness in their gut, and they, they let it build instead of saying, okay, what is going on? Why do I have this when I walk into this room? Why is it when I get up every morning and I just cannot get out of the bed and face the day? Why is that? List off the reason. And instead of just saying, well, I'm going to be a good little soldier and I'm just going to do this, I say, wait a minute, I need to check in with my life. Why isn't this working? Maybe I need to change something. I, You know, because we've got to tap in. And that's, you know, we've got to take the time to renew because that's another time that we can start really listening. We can actually start listening to the thoughts in our head that are good. We can open up that beautiful channel within ourselves. Some people call it the third eye. Some people um, just think beyond 
and and we start seeing things bigger than ourselves. We start really tapping into the possibility that we are one with all and everything in life. And that is a little more than just listening to our intuition. But that's when you really start to understand that you are love. And love and fear cannot live in the same place. Mm. Now, your own story, and you call yourself the soul nurturer, your own story of how you got to this place on your journey has, it sounds like to me, a fair number of times when you might have said, I don't want to get up in the morning. I don't want to be a brave little soldier. I don't want to smile and go to that place where I'm all one with all things, right? That's, you've got a difficult story. Can you share a little bit about how you overcame those challenges and started doing the work that you do? Yeah, um, my story is intense in some ways, and that's where I learned. It was that intenseness and that, that, my story was all about um, I had a choice. I could be a victim because it's just, it's hard to describe to people because people always want to know. I can't say even my theories. I'll preface that so that they understand. I cannot say who did it because um, that's just uh, in the court of law I could get in trouble. But I can say that it happened. And, you know, just so that the listeners know, my family and I went through six years of someone trying to um, basically attack our family in all sorts of ways, from following, breaking in, pushing us out of banks, pushing us, um, even the institutions wouldn't help. We were very isolated. And there were times I wanted to give up. There were times that I got so upset that I would just want to hide. Um, but instead, I said, you know what? I, I've got to do this for my kids. I have got to get myself into a place that's better than this so that I can rise above this. And that's when I learned to tap in because there was nowhere else to really go. I had to. It's like everything in the forces of life was forcing me to go within myself and to something higher, because the reality that I was dealing with was filled with isolation, it was filled with fear, and it was filled with mistrust. That's a terrible thing to wake up to every morning. Mm. So when I went, I'll tell, can I tell a quick story? Sure. Okay. It was one of those days that was just not good. <laughs> I mean, we had had Three terrible things happened, and I was, it was the day that I saw that um, my poor boys, who were um, 10, 8, and 6 at that time, they were, they were starting to show the signs of the fear and not trusting, and I thought, they're too young to feel this way, and it hurt me so bad, and I went for a drive to think about it. I like to drive because it's a great way to move and think. <laughs> So I let the car just take me, and it took me to this um, a, a fence of stone. I love stone fences. And so I followed it up this little mountain, and I found an old monastery. And in that, where that monastery was, there was a clearing. And I sat down in the clearing, and I had all these very old trees around me, and I just closed my eyes. And when I did that, I could feel... And some people might think I'm silly. I don't think I am. 
I could feel the trees actually wanting to lean into me. I could feel the ground just come alive. And this hawk started just circling above me constantly. And I felt like the whole universe felt what I was going through and was there to say, it's okay. It's okay. We are here to support you. And that's when I understood. The universe understood because I was part of the universe and the universe was part of me. And that I could tap into that strength to start. And I would go there every day and explore this. And that's when I started to see what was real and what was not real. And I started to understand that we create our world. No matter what is going on in our life, we create our world. We can change it. And that's what gave me the strength to start really tapping in more and getting my family in order and focusing on what we needed to focus on. Now, you teach in the book about that a moment where that chaos for you and the chaos now that you can see sometimes in people who you work with who are making these changes can yield to what you call assuming authoritative control. And I was reading the book and I was like, authoritative control, I like that. And then a little farther down, it's like, (laughs) and this is as opposed to phantom control. And I thought, oh no, I'm exercising a lot of really (laughs) phantom control, right? The things I think I should be in control of or the things I think control me. Or So can you say a little bit about authoritative control and what that is? Sure can, yes. And when I got on that hill, it was authoritative control because I was taking control of my, my life. But let's talk about the phantom control because that's what we live in so much. And um, phantom control, well, back up a little bit. If you go to the, the psychology term, there's in, we have internal control and external control. And what happens is internal control and external control together are a good balance. You can live with that. Sometimes it's our fault. Sometimes it's not our fault. Sometimes something happens and we don't know why and sometimes we created it. I get that's That's good and healthy. But a lot of times we go into this thing of internal control. We beat ourselves up inside. Why didn't I get an A on that test? Why didn't I get that job? Why did, oh, I'm just so stupid. I didn't do that right. And we beat ourselves up and a lot. And then on external control, that's what a lot of right now, well, they do both, but external control is where everything is outside of us. It's, it's the fast food industry that's making me fast. It's my, boss's, it's my boss's fault that I'm not getting my job. And so we live a vast majority, I'd say a good 92% of our population lives with these internal and external sources of kind of out of balance sources of control. But what happens is these are phantom control because neither one is real. You've got, when you understand the authoritative control, you understand that you are the person. You have to take control of your life. You have to understand that you have the power to change the life. But start in ways that you the areas that you can control, that's where you start to change. Let go of the things that you can't change. That's real authoritative control. But when phantom control happens, 
is when those go out of balance and then all of a sudden you find out it's not working. And that's when chaos ensues. Mm. Did I explain that clear yes, enough you, for your listeners? Well, you did. And it, it makes me wonder why sometimes we, even when we sort of know better, why do we continue to give our power over to those kind of the, the things that don't really, <laughs> right? It's not really the fast food restaurant that made me fat. No. Right. So why do we give our power in that way, even when we know that that's not what what is really going on? Well, it's easy. I mean, I'm being really frank here. I once had a woman tell me um, she was in a terrible state. And I and I told and she everybody was everyone else's fault. But she was suffering from so much anxiety. And I said, my dear, you've got to take some responsibility in your life. And she said, oh, no, not that again. Huh. Ah, yeah. Isn't that something? She did not want to take responsibility. She did not want to feel that she was responsible for where she was in her life. And, and it's easier to say, well, it's their fault that I'm like this. It's my mom's fault that I grew up like this. My dad's fault that I, I don't make any money or whatever it is. You know what I mean? It's yeah. very easy. Well, and taking that responsibility then opens you up to allow action. One of the things I like about the book is that there are exercises, there's things to do, right? There are practical, I can go through this book and there are practical things that I can do now to change my path. But if I won't take responsibility for what I am creating, for the way I feel, for how I'm living, my practical actions aren't going to really help me out. So I've got to start from a place of responsibility and presence, it seems to me. Well, if you're not really willing to take the responsibility for your life and you're still blaming, but you're trying to do the exercises, they won't work. (laughs) You know, it's a commitment. It's a decision. It all starts with a decision, which I say in the book. It's a, you have to start with a decision. I am, when I was going through my struggle, it was a best friend who told me, Elena, take control of your own circle. She didn't say conquer the world. She said, take control of your own circle. And I went home and I thought about that. What, what does she mean, my own circle? Well, she meant the things that open my eyes to what's really going on in my life. And when I opened my eyes, I saw three little boys who were having a hard time with a divorce or having a hard time with a situation. Now, if I was so busy blaming everything out there, I didn't see that. But by opening my eyes to just my circle, I saw that my boys were suffering. So that gave me something to be proactive on, and I could help. And then that rippled out into other parts of our life, because then there was more um, ease in our family. We were happy. We were, we were growing together. And that rippled out even further. Then that, we were a happy home, and suddenly things outside are turning happier. But you've got to start with your own circle. You're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager, and my guest is Elena Chapman. Her new book is The Prison Effect. Discover how you are blocking your own happiness and break free to abundance and joy in life. Her website is elenachapmanlife.com. So, Elena, if there's somebody listening who's just having a moment of realization, wait a minute, if I take responsibility, (laughs) things may start to change, and they may start to change in sort of 
cascading, expansive ways of goodness, what would you tell them? What can they do first? How can they start? Start in the smallest way. You know, um, especially if you're a little bit afraid of the change, which a lot of times we are. You know, we don't like change. We don't. I know that. But if we're not happy, isn't staying where you are worse than change? And so start in the, start testing it. Just start testing it. Think to yourself, what's one way? Maybe I want to lose. Maybe don't. If you have to lose 40, say, I want to lose two pounds. Okay, so what's one habit that I could just start to change? Not a big habit. I'm not going to, like, change all mine. But maybe there's one thing I could go without and try it for a week and just see how I do. Or maybe I will um, get up and walk a little bit first before I go and I have my latte. Or maybe change in a little way. And then the next week, try another change. Just try changing as you can. Build your own confidence in your change. And before you know it and you see that the change is doing you good, then you'll be more apt to do more and more. It's baby steps to get used to it. And it sounds like compassionate baby steps. There's Oh, always. At least in my experience in the work that I do, I know that sometimes people get stuck and are afraid to get unstuck because they think that getting unstuck means that they have to punish themselves for the mistakes they made before and they have to punish themselves and drive themselves forward now into this new life. Yes, no, that's our society. Yeah, and what I'm hearing you saying, and I agree with you, is that those small steps, those baby steps can be done with compassion and laughter and joy, a sense of experimentation. Since I have more control now, let's try this and see what happens. If I don't like it, I'll do something else. If I like it, I'll do more. But there's a kind of an ease that comes with this that I think when you're on the other side, when you haven't realized this yet or haven't started to change your life yet, it seems almost insurmountable. And yet when you get through that realization, it's it's delightful. Yeah. When... You, you know, you have to have compassion for yourself. And I know that some people have so much trouble with that. But just toss this idea in your head. And also read the book because I give exercises to help you. But just for right now, think about you are, you came to this earth to experience, to love, to try things, to feel the grass between your toes to feel the water, to just feel good. And the only one stopping you is you. You are incredible. You were brave. You came down to this earth, my gosh. You wanted to experience life. Give yourself a chance. Give yourself a chance to be happy. Give yourself a chance to start in small ways to create that experience you want to live. And really, that's what it comes down to. And so why wouldn't you have compassion for this incredibly brave person that you are that came to this reality? This is all you have. This is you. You talk, too, in the book about the developing that habit of gratitude, which I think falls into that compassion. Yes, Not only am I allowed to receive the good things, I'm allowed to acknowledge that I'm receiving them. 
Thank you for this yeah. good thing that I received, not because I'm afraid somebody's going to take it away from me, but because I experience <laughs> it and it is mine and it is good. Can you say a little bit about developing that habit of gratitude? Gratitude is one of the most I know, I know we all say, oh my gosh, not that again, because it's been pushed so much. But gratitude is the key to everything. Um, and that's why it's being pushed. Uh, I'll give the exercise because when you when you start opening your eyes to gratitude and you really you start you, you gain a new attitude because you start to see the wonders of life and you start to see the wonders of your own life and you're actually moving forward with the best part of your life in the day instead of the worst part. And the exercise is so easy. Um, get a journal that you really like you know, something that's decorative and fun, and call it your gratitude journal. And put on the top, I'm so happy and grateful now that. And in the morning and at night, you're going to write out 10 things you're grateful for. But when you're writing it, allow yourself to really imagine in your head those wonderful things that make you so happy. Like when I think of my three boys, I see them jumping on my bed, hugging me saying good morning and I'm so happy or my big red dog licking my face when I'm trying to do work and he wants attention I, and it makes me giggle and I feel good and then when you get done writing those tents then you're in a good vibration and you close your eyes and meditate maybe for 5 to 15 minutes and ask for guidance for the day and after that when you're done with that then you send love to people that are bothering you. Yes, the ones that are bothering you. And just see them with beautiful loving light all around them. And then I always add during the day, notice three things outside in your world that are beautiful and you're grateful for. It can be another person's smile. It can be the green against the sky. It can be the clouds. Find three things that you're grateful for. And that will start opening your world up to gratitude and wonder. It can change your attitude. And I know we've just got a couple minutes left. Uh, can you let listeners know how they can find you? You've got a gigantic, dynamic, vibrant Facebook group. I know that they can join, but there's so much more going on. So how can people find out more about you and what you're doing? <laughs> Okay, well, you mentioned the uh, the website, ElenaChapmanLife.com. Um, I am, yes, that's Savvy Sisterhood. And that group is a fantastic community that I have started on Facebook for women. It's to help give them that voice that they, and their strength and belief in their capabilities. And I always say in that line, um, alone we are unique and we are strong, but together we are insurmountable. And it's a very supportive, loving group, especially if you're starting to take control of your life. And you go to, in the Facebook, you go to joinsavvysisterhood.com, and you don't put any spaces in that. And you're in. That's all it takes. <laughs> and as you are working on, working on this book and doing teachings, are you also offering classes? You work with people one-on-one. -on -one? Oh my gosh, yes, I do all that. Um, I do a lot of, I do one-on-one, I do group calls and classes. I have that on my website. I have a wonderful 
program called Break Free, which actually helps you work through the book in a program form. Um, the Prison Effect, if you just want The Prison Effect, you can go to theprisoneffect.com and get the book. And I've got some really cool prizes and, and presents since you bought the book. You can do that. But if you join Savvy Sisterhood at, um, and you want to have classes in gaining back your control, then you press level two Savvy Sisterhood. And then you get two books free and you get the courses on um, Facebook and Zoom with me. It's very easy to get to me. <laughs> <laughs> I like it very much. Elena, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, I have so enjoyed it. Thank you for this opportunity, and thank you to all your listeners. This that, is fun. It is fun, isn't it? That's, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's Elena Chapman. Her new book is The Prison Effect. Discover how you are blocking your own happiness and break free to abundance and joy in life. You can find out more about Elena and her work at elenachapmanlife.com. Elena is spelled A-L-E-N-A, elenachapmanlife.com. To check out that um, Savvy Sisterhood group on Facebook, go into Facebook and then in the search bar there, type in joinsavvysisterhood.com. No spaces, no nothing, and you'll get to the group. I also invite you to check check out my website, which is karenhager.com. That's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events. Um, I'm writing some new classes that I'm very excited about. So if you go to the classes page, you'll find out about those as they're happening. It's a good way to find out what's coming up next on this radio program. And if you're looking for intuitive guidance, if you are making some changes in your life and you'd like some intuitive support, that's a wonderful place to find out about booking a private session with me, if that feels right to you. And if you believe, as I do, that when we put our collective intention on change, positive change, that change can occur, I invite you to join us on the first Sunday of every month for a free 15-minute guided meditation that's attended by people all over the world. We come together in, uh, in silence. We come together to focus on peace in our hearts and peace in the world. You can get details about that free meditation and sign up at openpeacefulheart.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace.